0: Dog, you there? Payton, can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, what you up to, man?
1: Chillin'. Just got out of weights.
0: It says,
1: uh, disa- uh, host disabled attendee screening. Is that fine?
0: Oh, let me see if I can fix it real quick. I don't know why it says that. Uh, start video. There we oh. go. You got a cutters? did you get a cut recently?
1: Nah,
0: nah, nah. Oh, I'm tripping. I, I'm about
1: to get a cut, though.
0: No. Got to before this weekend. Got to.
1: Got to for this weekend.
0: Dude, this is about to be this the setup a for show. a legendary <laughs> all-time type weekend, man. No cap. Like, I don't want to put too much pressure on it, but I don't think we've ever had, like, a squad this deep. No. The closest oh, time... Man,
1: Coming, dude. We got two guys coming for sure. I got like three guys on the team who were like, "Yo, man, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to pull up too." I was like, "All right." <laughs> I don't know where these dudes are
0: staying. <laughs> I was just gonna say, are we about to be relying on closing ability? Is that what we're doing?
1: Closing ability for back-to-back
0: nights. <laughs> 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 no, we just kept naming off names, and I was like. Ain't no way all these people fit in Ryan's crib. I guess we're gonna see what happens.
1: All right, all right. So, I was planning on putting Armand and Hall in Turner's place. Okay. And then my two, like Alexa and Andy, like we got a friend George, and so I was gonna, I'm gonna talk to George if they can stay there. But.
0: That's And then like
1: y'all can stay at Ryan's. So, I'm gonna bring some uh, uh, air mattresses for sure, though
0: yeah that's that's we need those for sure. sure honestly man depending on how this weekend goes we might have to hop back on here and do a whole another episode just on this weekend but Hell yeah, <laughs> <for everybody>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in the meantime uh so today
1: again i got you. i was muting my
0: stuff oh, i got you today i'm joined by a very special guest my dog a buddy of mine Peyton Youngblood. Peyton appreciate you for joining us. Glad to be on. Man, Peyton is attending what feels like it has to be his fifteenth year playing college basketball. (laughs) Getting up there. I mean I can see you one of the dinosaurs of hoops, man, but to get into it, how has this preseason with everything that's going on, COVID and all that, how is this, if at all, y'all might have just said forget it and it'd be regular been different than any of the preseasons you've done up to this point? Like, are y'all, y'all getting tested a lot? Is it kind of just, eh, it is what it is? Like, is how's it different? Uh,
1: on the topic of testing, we have to get tested at the beginning of the year. Like, as soon as we got here in August, we got tested. And then they'll have random testing for guys on the team, so, like, one or two guys a week. And you'll just go in, you'll get tested. If you get COVID, uh, you quarantine for two weeks, and then you don't have to get tested for the next 12 weeks because you're supposed to have the antibodies. Um, if you don't, what they said is when the season started, you'll get tested weekly. And as long as you don't have it, you're good.
0: Okay, so if you get it during the season, you do got to sit two weeks. Yeah, if
1: you get it, if you get it, it yeah, it'd be 10, 10 to 14 days quarantine. Man, like, that's tough. So, far, so far, I mean, basketball's been good. I know a lot of football guys have had it. But, I mean, we've only had... We had one guy way back when it just started in May, June, and then we had Lex to get it one time, and so he sat out for about two weeks in August. And then one of our friends, he rooms with a football player who had it, so he had to, he's quarantining currently, but he's on my cell. So, so didn't you, haven't, it, he, you haven't gotten it?
0: No. no. Not that I know of. That man Ryan gave it to me back in March. <laughs> Bro, I was just <laughs> about was to mine. say, there is no way you haven't gotten it at least once, as much as you've been doing it. Been yeah, around Ryan
1: gave it to everybody in March.
0: <laughs> hey, no, one, we most definitely had it in March. Two, better be careful. Hope you don't go down there and get it this weekend, man. I'll be all right. So, I got, I got, so my random test
1: is actually, it's going to be Thursday or Friday.
0: So. Oh, like tomorrow or this one? Okay. Yeah. It's before you even get down there. That's a bet. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I know last time we talked, you said... You thought y'all were going to find out soon. Y'all might not know yet. But in terms of with the actual season coming up, what's the what's the plan with that, if you know yet? Is it y'all staying in conference? Uh, so I
1: don't know what you said. They're saying we're going to start November 25th, so the day before Thanksgiving. That's when college basketball will, be, will, will resume. Uh, I don't know what some conferences are doing. So I've heard, like, the Big Ten just wants to do a conference-only schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we had Auburn. We are supposed to play Auburn November 10th. Um, I've heard we're no longer playing them. I've heard we are playing them. In terms of the schedule, I'm not entirely sure. All I know is that it will start November 25th. We'll probably play, as of now, we'll play a few non-conference games. So probably like eight non-conference games. Mm-hmm. And then starting in January, we'll begin our conference play. So we'll have 16 games there. Two to- there's 19 in our conference. So we'll play each team twice.
0: So it's looking like the Auburn game. That's that's not happening.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it that that much so far because those in-state games. I mean, you don't have to get on a plane, so people might be taking precautions, especially with in-state scheduled games. So they're like, all right, yeah, let's try and play this. Um, I mean, travels minimal. You just got to get on a bus, and go down there. You're not coming in contact with people in airports. So who knows? But I, I can't. I really don't know either or. But we shall see
0: soon. I hope so, man. That's going to be an exciting win. If so, uh, I'm guessing they're doing the the no fans either in any of the games, or they said anything about that. Like, I haven't
1: heard anything about that. The reason why they are starting November 25th, that's that's Thanksgiving. And as you know, like most schools are ending Thanksgiving. So you go to school until Thanksgiving. Um, then you go home, everybody takes finals online. So what they're trying to do, they're just once again trying to reduce contact. Through exposure with students or other teams coming in, so they don't get it. So most, most, mostly everybody will be gone after Thanksgiving and won't be on campus. So it's just kind of a way of making sure that there's less people attending the game. But I don't, I don't know what they're doing with, with the games yet either.
0: No, that's smart because I actually completely forgot about that. I forgot they were doing yeah. that. It'll be set up to where like a good, what third, maybe half of y'all season there won't be anybody in school. Yeah, and I'll just be playing yeah. games. Except in
1: all, pretty much all of December and some some of November.
0: Huh, I completely forgot about that. Um. So that's what? You said you're playing all the conference teams twice. So you've got three. So that's right there, as of right now, how many games are y'all looking at total?
1: Uh, till we played play 30, 32, 31. I think this year we're going to look at mid-20s.
0: Okay. So, but soon. then
1: once again, they still haven't released any schedule. I mean, we have our non-conference schedule, but that was before everything with the pandemic.
0: And I'm just glad we get, you will get something. I remember we were talking about yeah. this, what, a few Dude, months I mean, ago. It looked like we might not get anything. Right? Yeah. We get a football back. I'll be,
1: happy. I'll be happy with conference play. If I just get conference play, I mean, I'd be happy with that. If I not, I would not come back for another year.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Hell no. And I guess to go back, I mean, heading back to beginning now. So you start. You know, way back your career, you started Sneed State. Yeah, a lot of kids yeah, these right, days. So,
1: in terms of like you said, I'm a dinosaur. I mean, I feel I feel definitely I'm most mostly I am the most aged one on the team. <laughs> um, but it does; it's kind of different just because it, it was broken up. So yeah, kind of two years in Sneed, and then starting my third year at uh, North Alabama. So it's it's a little different. Like it's not like hey, this is my fifth year in Florence, but so there's still some. Some new, something new to it, and I love it, but yeah, this probably be the last
0: year here. Look, I know you've always kind of been a big guy, too, on like, you like that change of scenery. You like being hey, in, in different spots. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I love it up here. And yeah, I'm sure I'll come back sometimes, but in terms of staying here post post college,
0: probably not, no. Unlike uh, Snead, wasn't too to popping out there? And uh, Boaz. No. <laughs>
1: The only thing, yeah, Sneed, my my time was hiking on the weekends. That's what I did with my time. It was straight up basketball, school, and then i go hiking on the weekends. Basically, every single
0: week. I mean, I know you talked about it before. Going back to Sneed, a lot of kids these days, young guys, or people, I mean, not even these days. It's always been like this. They are not interested at all in doing the whole JUCO, D2, D3 route. A lot of people, it's like, it's d1 or bust like they don't want to they don't want to play it off they can't play d1 and you don't have to sugarcoat it because i know we've talked about it personally before how it was like good or bad how would you say you know from the jump your some of the good things some of the bad things about your time at sneed how was it
1: yeah so just breaking it down uh definitely freshman year i struggled with it um but from a, pers- from a personal growth standpoint, it was the most beneficial thing that I've ever had in my entire life. Because, like I said, like I was talking, not much to do around there. Um, and when there's not much to do, you get very acquainted with yourself real fast. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe that would be a good thing. I mean, I, there was times, you know, just sitting in silence, you know, finding out what you want, who you are. Especially in that stage of life, once you start living on your own for the first time, so you got to start making decisions for yourself. And when you're placed in a circumstance like that, you have to make those decisions. You have to sit there and be quiet. You have to listen to yourself. You have to listen to what you want. And so, in that terms, like it would, it was excellent because it put things into perspective. Like it completely changed my mindset on, on how how to achieve goals, how to go after goals. And, I mean, it was very much just rooted in enjoying where you are at the present moment. Now, that was, that, I mean, that was the first stepping stone.
0: I mean, but I feel more, like – no, go ahead.
1: On a more basketball basketball standpoint, definitely, first year was tough. Uh, a lot of injuries. Um, sophomore year, though, I mean, I loved it, sophomore year. Had a great time. Had a great group of guys. Very successful. We, had, we, won, we won our conference that year. We got to go to the national tournament in Kansas. And, I mean, just looking back on it, at first glance, not not a decision that many guys want to make, especially kids like from where we grow up. I mean, that is not that I'm I was the sole individual there. I mean, I was completely out of my norm. But at the end of the day, like I, I did, I just enjoyed it and made the most of it, and that it turned out to be the best thing. So
0: that's good because I feel like I mean the thing I was thinking is I feel like for a lot of people. And it might not be the case it might just be i'm going to school here it is what it is i feel like a lot of people that's where you find out if you really have a passion for it if you really enjoy doing it because you got you got to be to be doing it there because like we've talked about before you're still you're obviously in school and you're doing the the regular school thing but you're not getting like a like you said like where we come from the real big time college experience that most naturally 18 19 year old kids want to come out and get you know you want to play the sport yeah. be going to the big time school at the same time uh you're not like what you said from when we talked about it you're not getting that experience when you choose that route you know you're at school to play ball and um so for you to be able to say that, that you enjoyed it and it kind of helped you find yourself as well as i'm sure i mean you you get you develop there as well too like you've talked about several times a lot of times, people plan that, they can still hoop. It's just differences, athleticism, stuff like that, uh, little things here and there. But, so you, one, how many people your last year at Sneed, with your class in particular, how many people, if you know, went on to play, like, at a higher level? So we had,
1: I think, I mean, we had a team of, like, 13, 14 guys seven of them were sophomores so seven of them after that year they went on to whatever whatever the next year of education or basketball was uh, we had our point guard he went to Mississippi College um, I haven't got to I haven't talked to him wait actually we all we all were in a group meeting the other day and we were te- texting our old coach seeing how everyone was doing uh, I ended up going to UNA we had our two guards one walked on to Alabama A&M now he just goes to school at UAB the other walked on to Jacksonville State. He played a year. Got to see him this summer, Jacob. Um, and then I went to UNA. And then our big man, he went to Texas State or Texas Southern. I can't remember. But he ended up having an injury, so he's going to play one more year at a Division One in Georgia, I believe. So we end up having five guys go on to play, uh, two of which are still playing. And then two other guys that just went on to
0: go to school. And this is right after Even the year. Even those guys,
1: they had opportunities, but it's just when I guess give and take wanted something else at that point.
0: I feel you. And this is uh, this is you said right after the year y'all won. Uh, right. So this would have
1: right? been 2017-2018 season. So up to 2018, uh, these guys went on to play 2019. Okay. Yeah. Elsewhere in four-year four-year schools.
0: So following this your last year, at Sneak, you make the decision to go to UNA. Um, another thing we've always talked about is. Obviously, the difference between the two levels, and that's at any level that's high school going to college, college going somewhere, going to the NBA, this, that, and the third. One, how long did it take you to notice the difference in whether it was intensity, whatever it was? Was it, you know, your first practice? Was it you didn't really feel it until, you know, your first games, scrimmages? And two, what would you say some of the major, and like I said, I know we've talked about this before, but what some of the major differences are in the two levels of play at that, you know, the D2, D3, um, Juco?
1: Believe it or believe it or not, like the first kind of shock was actually coming out of high school to go? just being at the college level immediately. It was kind of, in terms of adapting, like it was, you had to adapt quickly because a lot of these guys, 18 year old, I mean, they're bigger than you, they're faster than you, they're stronger than you. And so once you make that adjustment, though, it just becomes about slow, continuous growth. Uh, when I got to UNA, it was never really something like, oh, I can't hang with these guys. It was more of, I look at it as three things. So you have size, you have athleticism, and then you have skill. What you get with these guys at these mid majors or lower majors, they have two. They, have, they often have one, one-and-a-half, or two, or okay. three. Uh, what you get with the higher guys, they have two, two-and-a-half. And then what you get with the NBA guys, they get all three. Like yeah. those guys that are going to go play the next level, they have all three. They have the size, they have the athleticism, they have the skill. Uh, obviously, the biggest one is size. I mean, there's teams like – I'll take Indiana, for example. When we played Indiana last year, I mean, I'd say they had athleticism. I uh, wouldn't say they were completely like it's not like we can't run with them. We're not quicker than them. Um, it's not like we're not as skilled as they are. It's just that size. That size helps. They have that. They have the advantage in the size department. They can get offensive rebounds. They can get boards easier, just easy putbacks and stuff. And so that that's the biggest impact uh, that I see, I guess, from the lower mid-major Division One to the higher higher level so SEC. Your your Pack uh, Pack Ten. I'm sorry, Pack Twelve schools. It's just they have they have about two and two and a half, and then you'll meet those special guys that are rare that yeah
0: play ball three. <laughs> those dudes that are just flat out different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when you say you mentioned it, you just gotta adjust. How long did that take you? Because I know you've talked about it before. Um, one of the major differences was you gotta be able to stay really locked in. I know you've mentioned Absolutely. that for however long you're Absolutely.
1: out. There. Um. Absolutely. That's that's one of the biggest things. So, like, as we say, when you get to these levels, it's not that you can't do it. Like, I firmly believe that if you sincerely want to do it, and if you have the, if you have the foundation. So, with basketball. A lot of it comes to like size, height. If you have that at your position, it just becomes: Are you willing to pay the price? Like, how much are you really willing to put into this? Okay. Because you got other guys that are going to be better than you. Skilled, they're going to be bigger. I look at a guy like Kobe Bryant. Like he said, I wasn't talk. He wasn't the biggest. He wasn't the fastest. But that man, his mindset was different, and he was going to put more work in than anybody else in yep. the gym anytime. And that's what that's what made him great. Uh, so it does. It becomes how are you eating? How are you sleeping? Uh, one thing we get into now is how how are you breathing? Like what are you doing? Are you doing any breathing exercise? Like how what's your breath? Is your breath? accelerated or is your breath calm cool and then another thing with breath that's very much correlated is focus is intention so are you bringing that intention do you have the focus do you have the willpower to consistently do this day in day out do you have some do you have something to fall back on Uh, one of my favorite quotes though is you don't rise to the occasion you fall to the level of your training and that that's very true so at the end of the day, it just comes down to what what have you put in, what kind of focus you have, and then are you doing the little things as well?
0: So is that something? I mean, you you get there and you realize that quickly, and you had to adjust. There's it, it took some oh, time to kind of experience.
1: Absolutely, it was kind of it was kind of difficult for me at first because I had the back injury. So that junior year, I mean, I was out. I played I played three three full games, and then that fourth game. Like, I mean, I was out, I got substituted out within two minutes and then I knew something was wrong. So I had to sit the rest of the season. I basically just had the opportunity just to watch. Um, then I look back at last year, like, I mean, the, I would say the focus wasn't there. That was the biggest thing is the focus, the intention was not consistent. It was, it was there sometimes it wasn't there sometimes. And so that's been the biggest thing this year is just working on that focus working on that intention and bringing it every single day.
0: I feel like what helps with that too is naturally you've got now a a little more of an extended period of time off of your injury. Like I know, would you say in terms of not only like the physical aspect, but mentally, was that probably the toughest part of your career at either school? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Especially those injuries. So much of it, while there is a physical element, so much of it does become mental becomes uh, like you i mean you have that kind of resting in your subconscious and it'll pick up every now and then hey man you don't need to go this hard back up you know making sure you don't get injured like at the end of the day it's not really protect i don't i mean it is protecting you from the physical injury but it's i think it's more protecting you from the emotional baggage that comes along with it because when you love something and you have the potential to lose it you're gonna it's it's like a negative feedback your mind's gonna tell you
0: hey man we'd rather do this Halfway, yeah, and still do it than do this all the way and possibly get injured, man. And that's interesting that you say that because I read and I saw an article, I forgot where it was. It was talking about how people kind of underestimate uh, the mental aspect of what happens to an athlete after they get hurt. Absolutely, yeah. And they were saying, one, what you just said, and two, the actual playing part of it. Someone kind of compared it to, I think it was, uh, it'd be kind of like running a race you get stopped and you see everybody else around you kind of continue to go while you're worried about trying to get back to where you were, something along the lines like that. So it's, like you said, the mental part. And then it's the, you know, you got to spend time trying to get back to yourself and where you were, and then it's almost like you got to catch up. But um, so would you say that, you know, having to deal with, with that injury, how long, there was a good bit of time where you thought, you might not play a game, wasn't there? Like, you thought you would I mean, it was,
1: it was long. Um, it happened in
0: end of November, and then basically
1: December, January to February. I mean, in December, I tried kind of giving it, giving it goes, and I'm like, no, I can't do this. So I just rested pretty much most of December, all of January, and then just started doing little stuff in February. And, I mean, there was just days where – basically got March off as well. And then we started training in April. And, I mean, there was – April was good, but, I mean, there was days that it would kind of peak up. It would – yeah, you'd kind of get that, hey, man, like, come Mm. on, slow down. And it definitely mentally wears on you. Like, can I really do this? Like, is this really worth my time to possibly get in – put all this in and then really get injured again? Um, So, yeah, it was challenging. And then physically, like, you'd have tightness low back tightness and so but so much of it just became mental and I finally realized that and it's like all right like we can push through this you're doing things you're doing the things you need to you're doing your treatment you're doing recovery you're you're working on your core you're working on your posterior chain like it's gonna be okay so just keep going day by day and we'll slowly adapt to it and finally at the point now that like not does doesn't bother me that much you can tightness every now and then but it's mm-hmm. good for the most part
0: now, I know, and besides the actual on-court stuff that you just talked about and the training and all that, I know you're a guy, because we've talked about it before, kind of like you, you put a lot into your mental anyways in terms of um, kind of what you do. Like, pretty much, was there anything off the court during that time that, that kind of helped you, whether it was it was meditating reading, stuff like that, that kind of helped you keep yourself, you know, mentally, but you may still do now. It kind of helps you keep yourself yeah. mentally stable-ish, but it,
1: um honestly, that has developed more within the past six months. That kind of developed at the end of last season, kind of once again going back and doing a, a report on myself and how I think I did. the main thing was like the focus isn't there. Sorry, right, how, how are we gonna fix this focus? All right, I got a, I got a health coach over here, like a mindfulness coach that can help me. Sorry, right, well first we're gonna do meditation. We're gonna do mindfulness. We're gonna focus on visualization. That's another big one. Um, we're gonna we're gonna really work on the mental thing there and then lastly i mean you put the work in to be confident in yourself go for it and i mean at the point like continuing to grow in that aspect but that's been the biggest change since march is just is really being focused on on what you're doing and what you want and not sacrificing your long-term goals for future desires or whatever it may be
0: no i'm pretty sure i get exactly what you mean but what in more detail what is what's visualization what's that meant by that like just...
1: uh, so so visualizing basically it's, it's a form of meditation or mindfulness so we want to visualize our goal so say i have a game tomorrow i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna close my eyes i'm gonna go over my defensive schemes i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot shots every single shot i shoot is going in the is going in the net when i come off picking rolls i'm, I'm basically just visualizing the court, seeing what's happening, really setting myself, preparing myself for that future moment so when it's there, it just happens. It's something that I've already gone over. It's something that I've already done before. I don't know if you've seen, like, one of the – I saw there was a video of Drew Brees, and he was just out on the practice field, nobody else there,
0: and he was pretending like he was playing a game. Just no one else was there, and he was yeah. pretending, hey, he's going these routes.
1: I'm sure you saw that video. It's, it's pretty, pretty popular video. But I mean, that's what you. I mean, once you're talking about once the higher you get, the more you have to do, and the more you have to put into it, and you realize how just not being content with it, and realizing that there is areas to grow in and areas to continue to improve.
0: Okay. Now, before I kind of get into the next thing, which is just a, a pretty straightforward question, I'm gonna give you some time to think about it while I get into quick ad read, but the best environment you've played in, for one, and then followed up with the best individual player you've played with uh, on on any level. But before that, so Mr. Youngblood has done a lot of things in his career, as you will hear in this episode. one thing that unfortunately Peyton did not do was fill out our no hat bracket challenge, which means unfortunately Peyton will not have the ability to win a free piece of gear for my guys over at The Vintage Sport. I know a lot of you are probably asking, what's, what's the score or how's everybody doing with that? I'm keeping up with it. I've just been kind of lazy. But if you want to shop there anyways, not just through the contest, you're interested in getting some merch off there. I got this wonderful, that you guys can't see, but Peyton can this beautiful James Harden jersey for my guys over there. If you use the promo code NOHAT in all caps, they will actually give you a 15% off discount through us. Got a lot of great gear, some of the best vintage uh, gear and merchandise in Alabama and Birmingham. Um, so, promo code in all caps, NO HAT, and you'll get 15% off. And that website is sport.com So, great people, great website, great gear. Go check them out if you're interested. And that promo code is NO HAT in all caps. So, yeah, best environment. Best players, give them to um, me. Best environment,
1: I have to go with uh, IU, so Indiana University. I mean, being in, in Assembly Hall, uh, and from a basketball standpoint, that's historical. Yeah. I mean, it's up there, and you see movies like Hoosiers growing up. So, obviously, obviously, some, Assembly Hall is number one up there.
0: Um, hopefully, Auburn. Hey, I was so about to say. If that happens <laughs> in the future, I know, but hopefully
1: that will be up there, and that'll be a good one. Best player I have gone against. Um, so I didn't go against the, the, some of the better players I've seen. Junior year, there was a guard at Pittsburgh. Freshman, I'll be honest, I don't remember his name, but he was tough. He was he was one of the smoothest guys I'd seen. Um, to be honest, the, the toughest guys I've seen though have been in our league, and I mean, they have. Both, one, they were player of the year. So, junior year, this guy named Garrison Matthews, he signed a two-way contract with the Wizards.
0: Sheesh. And I mean, dude had a strap. Position. Uh, uh, guard, forward, kind of that shooting guard, small yeah. forward spot. About six five, two
1: ten, two fifteen. Um, good athleticism, but I mean, he could just shoot it. And that is that. Is, that was. I didn't play this. I, I didn't play this season, but just watching him. I'm like, all right, this guy's pretty good. Uh, the most efficient offensive performance I have ever seen in person was when we were playing at Lipscomb. First half, they put up 63. And it was a smooth 63. It was. A, I mean, this man This man was probably had 18, 15, 18 in the first half. Uh, this past year would have been a son player of the year, would have been Caleb Holmesley. Um he'll have a chance to go to the NBA. Obviously he would have been kind of like an undrafted guy or, a, or a overseas guy. I'm pretty sure he wants to go to the NBA, but with COVID, everything kind of stuff has been weird.
0: Um, at home, UNA, a, no one can stop this man. <laughs> no one can stop. How many? They, they started,
1: he's a lefty. Um, like we said, the focus, like, when I was guarding him was not there. Like, I should have been watching film, should have known his tendencies. Um, mostly left guy, but, I mean, he, had, he put a, I think he was 24 in the first half. Yeah, he had, he had the first, I think it was first 14 points for them. Like, he knocked off four threes. Had, like, I'm talking the whole squad was guarding him, too. Uh, started off with our four-man, couldn't stop it. I got in there, couldn't stop it. They brought in somebody else. None of our guard or forwards could guard him, and he, he
0: went off. This man was just handing buckets out to everybody Handed. on the squad.
1: In the, in the first half, yes. Like, it was it was bad. He was handing out buckets in the first half.
0: Oh, man. And then, um, okay, so what's the best individual game you've had? It can be either level, You're the best game you've had.
1: Yeah. Uh... Honestly, some of my better games have been in Juco. Uh, didn't get to play much junior year. Hope we will have some good ones this year. I, feel, I, feel, I feel, feel confident this year putting the work in. Um, It would have been in junior college. I can't. I mean, I can't remember a team, but like starting off my sophomore year, I mean, it was like every single night I was really locked in. It was kind of like 23, 24, 20 points, just basically at the beginning starting off. So, so that was probably my
0: best string of performances. Man, I remember I went to one game and I was like, "What is up with this man? You had a couple dunks. I think you had yeah. oh, that eighteen, was, that was, 19. That was I
1: was... <laughs> yeah, that would, that would, yeah that non conference. I was really hot in the non conference. I had man. one had one of the better shooting performances. I went six for six. Should have been. I was mad. I should have been seven for seven from three. Uh, but they, they called some, like, offensive foul and somebody sent a screen on
0: one
1: of them. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was probably some of the best stretch of basketball i played in the night. So, hopefully we can get back at that
0: level. Yes, sir. Bro, and then I have, I feel like I know the answer to this one, I think, but your best, your favorite individual moment over your playing career, whether it's a highlight and just a moment, what would you say? I think I know what it is. I might be wrong, but go ahead.
1: I can't really put it on one. Obviously I mean high school it would have been when we won area. That was that was a good one. Um college would have been when we won our conference. Probably some of those dunks I had that game and then just ended up winning conference against uh coastal Alabama.
0: What bro, were you thinking it was? I was just about to say, all the the team, all that unselfish stuff, that's cool and all, but bro, you got put on Sports Center. Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that, 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 that was the highlight.
0: Matter of fact, like, do you have that video still? I know you have to somewhere. I still have it, yeah. Bro, I need you to send me that video, and with this episode, I'm going to share that. Because right, that, that right, stuff right. was ridiculous. Gotta, right. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Oh, I thought you were going to say that, like, easy. That thing, that was crazy. You had two, didn't you? One, I don't know if they woke up. Like put three. on scores. Three? Yeah, three. Oh, my God, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know better than the trial. That's that kind of like the peak.
1: It's kind of pissing me off thinking about it. Like, I got to do better than that now. <laughs> I can't be peeking then. I gotta peek I gotta peek this year.
0: Oh, listen, I'll tell you one thing. You know better than to even think about trying that on me, Peyton. Oh my god. Hey. I will meet you at the Apex and you know this. But you look.
1: know you know in one game, so you know you know they haven't been too kind.
0: Okay, listen man, I don't wanna I didn't wanna I'll tell you
1: what was I was looking stupid one day. I was fucking around. Hall's ass beat me in one on one
0: one day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hall almost got me one time. I gotta like bring Matt
1: this up. get like just missing. Sh- he got me like five two. I was like, "What is going on, man? What
0: you on about the uh, roof church with the roof?" Which one? Oh, at uh. The Rim. Yeah.
1: Not the not the short one. The other one. He busted me. I was like, "Bro, Peyton, what you doing now?"
0: Hey, I know you were mad because I know he was talking after two.
1: <laughs> nah, he wasn't talking too bad. He's been hooping though. That
0: man, stay, I feel like that man stays at the record, Clemson. You know, Hall, Hall sneakily surprised you with a finish at the rim, man. That hit him around the rim, he got a little finesse to him. For sure. He can get it up there. Those
1: small guys, man, they got to find a way.
0: I also got to, in his defense, since he couldn't make it on this episode, one of my co-hosts did beat you in one-on-one. You want to explain what happened? Don't, don't make that face. Did Mac uh, not beat Michael? you? Mac, Michael? Mac
1: Hummel. It was, might have been Michael. No, it was Mac.
0: It was Mac. (laughs) We played to 1-0
1: and he hit some bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, he got ball first. I forgot what he
0: hit. Didn't y'all put 20 on it too or something like that? Yeah, we put money on it. Damn, bro. He was
1: stupid enough to go double or nothing. And gave me... Nah, I think I gave him ball first. Stopped him and then
0: got a quick layup. I'm trying to think. I know there was something else I was thinking. Oh. So... I mean, you talked about how you've been putting in the work this offseason. I've seen you. You know, we talk all the time, obviously. But how many shots are you getting up a day? And I know it's one thing with school. So you can say with, with while in school or even during the summer when there wasn't school. Yeah. Uh, what's your workout looking like?
1: Um, At the beginning of the year, it was almost five, it was 500. Most of, most of them be 500 makes. Uh, and I, I mean, you really start getting efficient at it. Efficient shooting the ball. Now Nowadays, it's it's probably – I'm shooting about 400, 500 shots, probably making around 350, uh, 300, 350. Um, but, yeah, we have, a, we have a system we installed. It's called NOAA, and it will tell you, like, your arc, the arc you shoot on the ball, and then if you're missing left or right. And so that's been really beneficial. So just getting out
0: there, getting on the gun, and just in the morning, just getting some shots up. Okay. You and know, this is this is every day. I'd say I shoot about five
1: hundred a day, four or five hundred a day. Hmm. But this summer this summer it was more. Like there was one day. There was one day. I mean People don't know how many they say shoot a
0: thousand shots a day. People don't know how know how long it takes to shoot a thousand shots. That's a lot of shots, bro. A thousand
1: shots a day is a <laughs> lot.
0: Yeah, I know it's one thing. I mean it helps having a gun. But even with the gun, a thousand shots in one day is a lot of shots, man. Yeah,
1: this is taking about an hour, hour and a half to 45, hour 45.
0: Well, anyways, I'm trying to think. I mean, I think we covered most everything I wanted to hit. Obviously, we got exciting weekend up ahead. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But um, Peyton, I appreciate you taking some time out. Partially, I mean, I could go a little longer, but I know Zoom plays. It's going to cut me off at for like 45 minutes, I think. But I appreciate you taking some time to join. Um, I'll see you in a few days, my guy. Yes, sir. All right, and no hat. We're out. Yeah. Are you like right, turn it off now, or who you got in NBA tonight? Celtics, sir. <sighs> I got a Celts.